This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone. It's Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers. I'm Nigel Seeley, and joining me as he does every Thursday evening, fresh from his travels in Rotterdam, it's the tennis uh, senior ATP tour handicapper for Because We Win, Sean Calvert. How was your trip, Sean? I wouldn't say I'm fresh. <laughs> I, I am fresh from Rotterdam, but yeah, a bit bit tired with all the all the running around and the, the flying and everything else. But um, yeah, it was an enjoyable few days. Um, nice to get a couple of decent winners at the end there with um, Greek Spore and, and Sinner just now. Um, always nice to go to a new tournament, so not one I've been to before. So yeah, it was all good, mate. Yeah. Would you be uh, heading back to Rotterdam? Is it a place for the you know the, the, the Calvert memories? <sighs> it's not. It's it's not. My ideal tennis trip, because I, you know, you know me, I like the sun. I like sitting there with the sun on my back, watching it, watching, you know, a bit of clay court tennis or a bit of grass court tennis. I'm not, I'm not massively keen on indoor tennis to be honest. In, in sort of November, December, January, February, it's not, it's not ideal for me. It was, it was a nice little trip though. It's, it's, it's great to have the opportunity to go and great to have the opportunity to see these great players that, you know, firsthand. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in the top five of all time great tennis trips to be honest. Okay. Well, where, where did the one the Paris make your top five with me? You could remember I couldn't stand up, could I? That's somewhere <laughs> near the bottom much. five, I think. Well, that was, that was without a beer. That was without a beer. You, you, you know, you couldn't stand up. So with the beer, well, uh, a back problem in Paris in rainy November. It was a good trip, but I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't move, could I? No. Um, did you find a nice place to get a nice Heineken or a beer or two? I found a couple of places. Yeah. Any good nightlife? I wouldn't know, mate. To be honest, I was I was there for a, like a couple of tennis. hours. That, that's all. You were yeah, there, and then it's old tennis, and I got to be up bright and early, constantly fresh, and look bright and early when I'm not when I'm not you know watching tennis or or, or reading about tennis. And I'm looking at the stats and stuff. That's where this these all these stats come from. That's why they lodge in my brain because they're know. you know I'm looking at them all the time. Amazing. Uh, see, there's no. I thought you might come back. So there's a good bar there. There's a good bar there, but no, no. It's all about the tennis view. Uh, anyway, I'll tell you what. The problem I did have with 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 the tournament, you know, if anyone's listening from the Airbnb Amber Open, no merch. No, you know, no, nah, no merch. I, I had someone from the tournament come down to speak to me because I complained about it. There was there was no merch, no Airbnb Amber Open T-shirts, caps. Not there. All it was was a towel, one what towel, and they wanted. They, no, I didn't. I, I, I'm not having a towel. I like to have, you know, I like to have a t-shirt or hoodie. Even the even the Napoli event we went to last year, that that I went to last year, the disastrous ATP two fifty. There I had t-shirts and hoodies, nothing. And she she was shocked. She said, "Oh, I'm surprised there isn't anything." I'm like, "Well, you're you're the, you're in the tournament. <laughs> do you not know where your merch is? No merch. Shocking. Do must do better for next year. ABN Amro Open. Botic van der Sandship, um Botic t-shirt. That'd be nice for for the Rotterdam. That'd be quite he, good he for me. He doesn't get the crowd going, does he? He's, he's, you know, he's, he needs to work on his body language. 
him and Van Rijthoven, actually, they both look thoroughly depressed during their matches all all the time, just sort of slumping from one side to the other. They're not they're not great people for getting um, getting the crowd moving. That's for sure. Those two. Well, they want to be in the sun like you. They want to be. They, they don't want to be sitting indoors like you say. Even when he's in the sun, Botic looks like he'd rather be anywhere else. Everybody's yeah. waiting to go to Indian Wells and go off to Miami in the sun. They don't want to be sitting in, that is indoors. Very true. In I, I, I am looking forward to Indian Wells. I have to admit. Yeah, and uh, next week you're in Marseille. Marseille, yeah. Hopefully it's a little bit sunnier. I might get into double figure digits for uh, for temperature. I might get to sort of 11, 12, 13 degrees maybe with a with a with a bit of sunshine. So um, yeah, hoping for a, a nice week there. Yeah. If the tournament director is watching this, make sure you have some. Make merch sure you've got some merch. We want Marseille mugs, little mugs, little. little nothing. Uh... There was I mean, there was nothing in. in yeah, there was tons of stuff. There was people selling jewelry and all sorts of stuff and loads of other tennis, uh, you know, accessories and things. But no, no branded, um, no tournament branded merch. Shocking. Oh, absolutely shocking. We need to make sure that. And just going back to the tennis, obviously. You watched a few games while you were there. A couple of days you're at the tennis. Um, any sort of particular yeah. players that you thought? I'll tell you what, he's he's looking good, or anyone you thought to himself, you know, oh, he's a fade for the next couple of weeks. Anything? Your notebook got into Calvert notebook? Uh, well, not until I just saw Sinner a minute ago. Mm. Um, you know, that was a, that was a fabulous performance, wasn't it, from Sinner? That was absolutely top draw. He just he took it to pass apart. Um, Fortunately enough, it was my my suggested bet from from last night. Um, great performance. Um, there's a few things that I noted while I was down there that the the conditions were were interesting because the, the court, the second court, court two, where they play a lot of the wheelchair stuff. I, I caught some of the wheelchair tennis as well. That was really good. But that court is is completely open. You can just sort of stroll onto it any time, so you can you can get a sort of literally get a feel for the conditions. It's it is a very gritty surface they've got there. And the matches I was watching on court one, which is the smaller court, I was in the front row, literally inches away from um, from Hubert Hercash's team while he was playing Dimitrov. Um, and some the balls were flying around. Some of them were coming up really close to us. And you got to look at these Technifiber balls that they use there, and they're very, they're very, very fluffy. It seems to me that once the balls aren't new, they they, they do fluff up very quickly on that on that really sort of gritty surface that they've got there. Um, which might explain some of the more um, some of the more sort of lengthy baseline exchanges that have been. A lot of people have been saying it's you know, this, and I I thought it as well. The serve does come through, but away from the serve, it it, it can be a little bit gritty. So it's um, yeah, it's interesting to see that because it's something you don't get to see obviously from from TV to see it to see it, you know, at first hand is is great. Yeah, yeah. Sydney, as you say there, I mean he's he's got. I, I would like to know a bit more about uh, Hercash's fluffy balls, but like, I'll move on to the Sinner game. <laughs> Um, Sinner obviously was absolutely brilliant there against Tsitsipas and obviously he was your pick at plus money he defied a, a very negative head-to-head record you know, yeah. the, the head-to-head record was very much in favour of Tsitsipas but Sinner well he should have he should have done better at the Australian shouldn't he sorry mate he, when he, he had 26 breakpoint chances to, against Tsitsipas in, in Melbourne and he took four of them um, you know he was ahead on a lot of the stats that day in, in, in Melbourne which which gave me confidence for the for the pick that I made on Sinner so um yeah, it's not always about the head to head, but you know, it's that you know those head to heads not gonna they're not gonna stay that way forever. And we'll come on to one a, a similar one in a minute. I know we um, we usually speak about when someone has a really good performance, you look you start looking at them in the in the anti post fu- futures. Mm-hmm. Um, Sinner, there, if you started thinking to yourself, you know that performance there, I should be looking in for maybe even the the French or Wimbledon or 
even further afield, he started looking in. There was a, there, yeah, there's going to be a rebase on this guy. Yeah, he's a definite. He's a definite contender now. I mean, Darren Cahill's done done a great job with with Sinner in in the short space of time that he's been with him, and um, just the manner of that performance that he put in against Sitsipas just now, it was, you know, he 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 didn't have any doubts, did he, about himself? He he looked confident. He looked like he was assertive. He looked like he meant business. In the past, he's looked a bit not not perhaps sure of himself and against the against the top guys and indeed Sitsipas. When he's played Sitsipas in the past, he's he's barely shown up sinner in some of the occasions that they've met but today it was it was super impressive his, his body language was great the intent was there um I I would you know it's not often I give 10 out of 10 for a performance but I I absolutely would today from from sinner and he's certainly made himself a contender if, if he wasn't already um for all of the majors you know the French Wimbledon US he, he should be a contender at all three he was going to be anyway my only real worry about him over over the past sort of year or two or most of his sort of top level career is, is fitness and stamina. He does still get injured a bit too often for my liking, but if he can stay fit, then he's a, he's a prime contender. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last week, James Blake gave Sinner to win the tournament and he won the tournament. And James Blake has been re- really, really, really going on about Sinner to win the major this year. He's, he's the big takeout player. If you, if you watch game bet match with James Blake, Yannick Sinner is the man that he really thinks will have a breakthrough. He's up against uh, Stanislaus Varinka tomorrow. The line is just coming out now. Uh, Yannick Sinner minus 450. Varinka is plus $3. Um, let's have a look at some of the odds on that. There's matches tomorrow. We have three quarterfinals that we know of already. Uh, Yannick Sinner minus 450. Varinka is plus $3. Probably no real pick on that. Only just come out. We probably wouldn't have much of a of an idea. We haven't done the work on it. But let's look at the other two games. Much more competitive. Um Dimitrov against yeah. Diminois. Diminois minus 138 comes through a tough match today against Cressy. Dimitrov has been quite impressive in this tournament at plus 110. And Daniel Medvedev minus 188 against Felix Auger Aliassime at plus 150. Felix absolutely ended last season in scintillating form indoors. Let's start with a Dimitrov uh, Diminois game. Uh, any opinion yeah. on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I said the other day, didn't I, that I quite liked Dimitrov. Uh, in these conditions, and I quite liked him to beat her cash, which which he did in, a, in a, a tight match. But these two have got an extremely tight head to head. There's barely anything between them at all. It's it's in terms of results, it's two one to to Dimitrov. Uh, sorry, to Diminor, um in the three uh, career matches they've played so far. The last one was uh, seven six seven five to uh, Diminor in Montreal on outdoor hard court there. Um, the previous one was seven six six seven six four in Antwerp on indoor hard, uh, and Dimitrov won the one before that at the U.S. Open two thousand and nineteen. But if we look at the um, the stats of those matches, um, in terms of service points won in these three matches that they've played, Dimitrov's won sixty three point eight percent of his service points. Dimitrov's won sixty three point seven percent, so virtually virtually identical. And return points won is virtually identical as well, thirty six point three. Dimitrov, 36.2, Diminor. Um, so almost completely level in terms of, of the points percentage that they've won in the in their three career meetings. Dimitrov's held serve slightly more often, 84.8% compared to 82.6%, but he's also saved more break points. Diminor's not taken enough of his chances, 29.2% um, break, uh, of his break points Diminor's taken, um, while Dimitrov's taken 42% of his. Um, Diminor's won two of the three tiebreaks, which has basically given him the edge in what's been an extremely tight matchup. 
as far as the odds are concerned, I mean that 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 kind of balances out what I'm saying, isn't it? It's Dimitrov slight underdog at plus one one zero. Um Diminor minus one thirty eight. I couldn't back Diminor at one minus one thirty eight. As I said, the conditions here do suit Dimitrov. He can play his attacking tennis. It does take his slice really well, keeps low. Um, I, I couldn't back Diminor at that price. I'd, I'd probably be tempted if I was going to have a bet on this. I mean, most of their most of their sets have gone sort of seven six, seven five. I'd be tempted to go perhaps over the games in this one, or, mm. or potentially over the sets. I think it's going to be a really really close match. Couldn't back Diminor at that price. Slightly tempted to back Dimit- Dimitrov if anything in this particular one, but um, I prefer a bet in the other match rather than this one. If I was going to have a bet, I'd, I'd take probably overs or or Dimitrov. I don't think I could back Diminor at that price. Yeah, overs will be a popular bet here. They play three times. The total games are pitched coming at 25, 36 and 31, all in the best of three set matches. 2-1 the head-to-head to Diminor. Uh, and the last time he won it, he won it in 7-6-7-5. The time before that was 7-6-6-7-6-4. So games on a, on a, on a surface which uh, you would expect the service, the service to be very, very strong looks definitely the way to play. You said there's nothing between them in the betting, there's nothing between nothing them in the stats, so, yeah. nothing between them also, hardly in the world rankings, 25 and 28 in the world rankings respectively. So a very, very close match to call. Uh, the next game, I know you've got an opinion on this one. Uh, Daniel mm. Medvedev is a heavy favourite, minus 190 now with Bet Rivers. Uh, Auger Aliasim at plus 150. Uh, Felix ended last season on great form indoor, virtually un- unplayable, ended up really, really well. Hasn't really uh, had the best of starts in 2023, but if he's going to get uh, over the line here, he's got to uh, overcome a 4 0. Head-to-head deficit. Met four times. Medvedev has won them all. But I know you're quite confident that mm. Orge Aliasim can actually overcome that. I think he can, yeah. I mean, you've, you've got to look at all these head-to-heads in context, really. Um, yes, Medvedev's got a 4-0 head-to-head. But in the last three of those, the first one was was when they were quite young. Let, let's take the, the three relatively recent meetings. You know, Medvedev was world number two in all of those meetings. Whereas uh, Felix was much, much further down in the rankings. Medvedev was basically playing pretty much the best tennis of his career, and he's not at the moment. I don't think anyone would would suggest that Medvedev's in the sort of form now that he was in a year, two years ago. He absolutely isn't in that sort of form, and, and the stats do sort of bear that out. Um, he was rather fortunate, really, Medvedev, to win that that last one, the Australian Open Clash in uh, 2022. You know, Felix was two sets up. He was He was a tiebreaker away from winning that in straight sets. He had the better of the statistics in that uh, particular encounter. They both won the same number of points in the match. Um, Felix won um, 69% of his service points in that match compared to Medvedev's 66 and 34% of his return points compared to Medvedev's 31. Now, the deciding factor in that match, if you're looking at it from a stats point of view, was the fact that Felix only took two out of his 11 breakpoint chances in that match and Medvedev took three of five. So Medvedev was his clutch on the bigger points. But you're going back over a year, you know, and the past 12 months have not been particularly kind to Daniel Medvedev. Now, if we look at the last 12 months on indoor hard at main level, not including Davis Cup, um, Felix has a much higher win rate, 79% compared to the 62.5 of Medvedev. In terms of service points, one Felix has won 70.5% of his service points. Um, Medvedev, 672 Medvedev's better on return, as you would expect, 
not by much though, 40% uh, compared to 37.3. So overall, the overall total is is a slight edge to uh, to Felix. Um, it's by less than half a percent, but the, the stats don't back up the market confidence in, in Medvedev. You know, he's, he's not even in the top 10 in the world anymore, Medvedev. Um, I think it's just being priced on this head-to-head, this 4-0. Yeah. This Similar to the Sinner, Sitsipas. I was happy to take Sinner, you know, on form and on stats and on the basis of the fact that he perhaps should have been um, Sitsipas the Australian Open. This is a this is coming at it from a similar kind of mindset. And and if we look at this particular tournament as well, Rotterdam, it's it's Felix that's got much the better stats. Um, Medvedev's sixty four percent win rate here. Felix is seventy nine percent in terms of service points won. Uh, Felix sixty seven point six. Medvedev 63.6. Again, Medvedev slightly better on return, 40.8% compared to 39.4. But overall, Felix 107, Medvedev 104.4. So there's no stats really that 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 I've looked at that I that I perceive to be relevant where Medvedev is ahead. And and yet he's what is he, minus 188? Yeah. One ninety now. There's uh, money come from he's now minus, minus yeah. one ninety. I, he may well win this match, Medvedev, but I, I'm not seeing that as a as a great price based on the you know everything we've seen from him in the past year. He doesn't look the same player. I, I'm not convinced that these sort of slightly gritty conditions are are perfect for him. The low bounce probably suits Medvedev, but he's never done particularly well here. Um, whereas Felix has excelled, you know, in, in this particular tournament. Uh, he obviously loves playing here. He's he, he said he enjoys it. He you know he's made the final couple, last couple of years. Um, yeah, I just think I just think this is all about the head to head, and and it's it's just skewed the prices. The prices should be closer. I, I expected Medvedev to be a, a favourite, yeah, but not by this much. I'm happy to no. take Felix at this price. Seems a very, very, very strong favour when you consider that Felix Auger seems higher in the world rankings. The head to head record, as you say, uh, very one sided. But Felix last year, he won in Florence, he won in Antwerp, he won in Basel. He got to the semi-final in Paris, all in the back in, in the space of uh, six weeks, all in, indoors. And he was the indoor king. He just sort of ran out of legs going into the Paris Masters. I think he would have won the Paris Masters if he was uh, a little bit fresh. And look at the record last year, 10-7 indoors for Medvedev and 29-6 to uh, for Felix Auger-Alessim indoors last year. It does seem a very, very strange price. And uh, the market has come for it, though. Um, I think it's the mm-hmm. head-to-head market. I absolutely love that bet. I also love the handicap. I, 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 I Felix on the on the handicap plus two and a half. Mm. I mean, plus two and a half minus one eighteen. That's a that's a lovely bet. I mean, you you could yeah. see it go long. You could see you could see both being a set each, and then going down to the final set. Obviously, the last game was a five-set thriller in the Australian Open. Felix was two sets to love up, and Daniel Medvedev come back and won three-two and. Felix had a chance in the third to win it in straight sets. Mm. So it, it does it really does look a wrong price to me. I totally agree with you. And that is tomorrow. And that will be around about 8.20 in the morning tomorrow, uh, Eastern time. So if you're watching this late on Wednesday night, make sure you get that bet on. It's currently plus 150. Sean has taken plus 175. It was early. The early bird catches the worm again. Mm. And Felix Auger-Alessim is plus 150, and we both like that. Uh, Sean, I'll let you get to bed. I know it's been a a long couple of days. I know you've uh, you've just got back, and I appreciate your time. So uh, yeah, exactly. We'll speak again. Enjoy your your weekend, and we'll speak on Sunday looking at the outright odds for Marseille. 
and for the other tournaments this week. And that's it for this week from us uh, for Game Bet Match. We're back again on Sunday, and we have the WTA stuff as well with myself and Rory Giovanni. Rory's been in fantastic form this week. I think he's on six and zero actually on his picks uh, on the WTA. And uh, James Blake will be joining us on Wednesday next week as well. So take care, everybody. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at Because We Win. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is at the Bet Rivers Network. And obviously, please uh, download us on your uh, preferred podcast provider, Apple, Spotify, whatever you may be. We're in top ten now, Sean, in all three countries. Unfortunately, we didn't hit it. In, it didn't do enough work to get us into the top ten in in Holland. But uh, in the top 10 in France, when you come back... Well, they don't know anything about merch or anything, do they? I mean, they don't know what they're doing over there. Merch sounds like the only way is Essex, but there you go. Anyway, uh, (laughs) that's been it. It's been Game of the Match. Take care, everyone, and we'll speak to you next week. Have a great weekend and catch some of those tickets. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.